The University of Washington can feel like such a large place for incoming students. One way to help it feel smaller is to get involved in RSOs or registered student organizations. There's so many RSOs that students can join, ranging from identity-based, hobby-based, and even to academic-based groups. As part of our student involvement series, we'll be talking to officers from various RSOs to learn more about their programming as well as how it's helped them make UW feel like a smaller place. Joined with me in this episode are three officers from the Filipino American Student Association, or FASA for short. FASA is one of the six legacy organizations on campus. The other five being Mecha, First Nations, the Micronesian Islanders Club, Polynesian Student Union, and BSU. These organizations have such a rich history on campus and have all had an impact and influence on UW as we know it today. Huddle up with Jamila Sese, Grace DeClinus, and Randall Balboa Saya to learn more about FASA and student involvement from their perspective as students at UW. Joined with me are Jamila Sese, Grace DeClinus, and Randall Balboa Saya. Hello! How are y'all? Hey, we're good, dude. Doing good. Since I already know who you are, since I've already worked with you in the past as an officer myself previously, and then kind of currently doing this, um, just let others know uh, a little bit more about yourself, like your name, pronoun, where you're from, um, and your kind of current position with FASA, or the Filipino Student American Association. Um, we can start with Jamila. Okay, hi everyone. My name's Jamila. I use she, her pronouns. I'm an incoming third year majoring psychology and I'm from Renton, Washington. And I am currently the 2022-2023 FASA UW Vice President. Okay, hi, my name is Grace DeClinas. I use she, her pronouns. I am an incoming second year. Uh, my current major is American Ethnic Studies, but I plan to double major with Sociology. I am from Sacramento, California, and I am currently FASA SAW UW's secretary for the 2022 to 2023 school year. What's up, y'all? My name is Randall Bobo I go by he, him pronouns. I am an incoming fourth year here at the University of Washington. I am double majoring in Education, Communities, and Organizations as well as American Ethnic Studies with a minor in diversity. I am from down south, Federal Way, Washington, right over here. I am also this year's Academics Chair for FASA so UW. Wow, that's so, so lovely. I love working with y'all. Um, for context, I was the FASA SA Activities Chair for the 2021 to 2022 board. Um, so I did previously work with all of these lovely students, all of these lovely people in the past, either alongside the board in a different position or in committees that I ran. Kicking it off with kind of the first question, like what specifically told you to join an RSO and like what drew you to an RSO when you first got to UW and first kind of was trying to get situated? I'm a transfer student specifically from Western Washington University and Highline College. So one of the main reasons why I joined the Filipino American Student Association was to find that sense of community, right? Also to basically find my culture and delve a bit deeper about what it means to be Filipino-American. Yeah, I would totally agree with what Randall said about wanting to find your community. And for me, I feel like FASA 
granted me that opportunity to not only find a group of people who I clicked with really well, but also to find a community that helped me discover more about my culture and made me feel a lot more secure in my Filipino identity um, and really just claim it as my own and make it something as my own rather than feeling like it was something that I had to be like other, like compared to other Filipino identities. I definitely agree with what Randell and Grace have said so far. And I wanted to add like from my experience, especially going into UW, UW is a really big school. So it could feel like overwhelming right away. So I thought it was nice to find a niche of a community to join and FASA so UW was really welcoming. I'm really uh, grateful for the programming they did for my freshman year, despite it being all online. Like I still felt like, um, I still felt welcomed and it was really fun. And being able to celebrate my Filipino identity with other people's is a really uplifting feeling. Like, especially when like growing up, I felt like I kind of like hit it. And now like I'm learning how to embrace it fully. That's awesome right there. I know that it's kind of like an RSO specific episode uh, and kind of campus involvement and like kind of finding that that little close circle for you on a campus to make it feel smaller. There are a lot of different ways to get involved in campus. Are you a part of any other student involvement, any RSOs, jobs on campus, just to kind of give more context to like how you are making UW a smaller place? Yeah. Um, so right now, for this upcoming year, I'm going to be a resident advisor for Madrona Hall. So if you are going to live in Madrona, see you there. Um, but before that, I was involved in McMahon Hall Council, which is a way for students to get involved and plan events in their residence halls. And besides that, my like day job, I work for catering at UW. Yeah, so currently I am working as one of UW's orientation leaders for advising orientation. So any incoming freshman, you know, listening to this recording, if I have you as a, uh, as a student, just shout my name out, whatever, unmute, do whatever. Just let me know that you, you've listened to this podcast. That'd be pretty cool. But also for this upcoming school year, I am an OMA and D peer advisor which is the Office of Minority Affairs and Diversity here at UW. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, We're all finding our little ways to make this campus smaller and getting involved and kind of giving back to our community through this. Um, I know that FASA has been an organization that has been around the UW campus for about 105 years, Grace. Please correct me if I'm wrong. Um, Like, what about being a part of a large history of an organization like does that what does that spark in you and kind of like what history have we have we gone through knowing that it's been 105 years through that yeah of course so as Chloe mentioned it has been 105 like your legacy um our club started in 1970 and it wasn't always called FASA it was originally called Filipino Club and that happened after the Pensionado Act of 1903 because a lot of Filipino students were sponsored by the government to come and study at American organizations. So those were the first roots of the club. 
And then after that, it evolved into Phil Eunice, which was started jointly with Seattle University. And that was um, from 1952 to 1955. And then after that, it became the Filipino Student Association in 1960. And this era of um, like the Filipino organization that we have was very involved in the civil rights movements and was involved in efforts that established the Office of Minority Affairs and Diversity that Randall mentioned briefly earlier. And it also helped establish the Educational Opportunity Program and also helped establish the Ethnic Cultural Center uh, alongside other legacy orgs that we have here, including DSU, uh, Mecca, Micronesian Islands Club, Polynesian Student Alliance, and First Nations. And then finally, today it is now called Filipino American Student Association, which was changed in 1994 in order to reflect the complex identities within the Filipino community. That's so amazing to know that like student organizations have been here forever, but not just student organizations, but also cultural student organizations and trying to build that better community for for people of color in the BIPOC community. Um, I don't think we've went through this. What kind of programming does does FOSA do for students as well as what are your positions and like what are like what do you do within FOSA? So FOSA's mission statement is to foster unity of pride among its members and surrounding communities through educational, political, cultural, and social advancement. So a lot of our programming revolves around um, making sure we strengthen those educational, political, cultural, and social ties, um, which we can go into more detail about. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that would be great. Um, But there are four different pillars to FASA, right, Jamila? Yes, there are. Um, We have, I'll talk about cultural. And cultural, basically, we try to, during our general general meetings, try to include all aspects of of Filipino culture in our meetings, in our programming, and in our merch. So look forward to that. And we have a cultural cultural and sayao chair, and basically, cultural chair is in charge of uh, directing film night, and film night is one of our is our largest event of the year, which is held every year in the May, and it's a night to celebrate um, our Filipino culture and what um, our FOSA CUW community has been working on the whole year since this type of event is a all year round effort and. We try to get as much people as involved as possible. And then we have also Sayao. And our Sayao program does has yearly performances and they perform at events, all kinds of events. And yeah. Yeah, that's so Sayao being our, our Filipino traditional dance troupe, right? We have two members on here actually with us we have grace and randall um grace and randall are probably also going to talk about their social pillars that kind of um align towards their position um to give more context the four pillars within fasa are social educational political and cultural i know i'm supposed to be the host here and not really the one talking as a talking head 
but um, kind of to fill in and give a little bit more context on that. Um, so as those in Sayal, Randall, Grace, which one of y'all want to take on <laughs> describing and kind of going, um, oh, Randall is super excited and super pumped to talk about talking about his pillar and what his position um, kind of does. Take it away. Yeah, so like Chloe mentioned before, there are four pillars, right? And one of them is the educational pillar, right? The chairs and officers that fall under the educational pillar are the historian and academic chair, which I am, right? For, but to be more specific about what the educational pillar more like, you know, entails, right? There's a specific month that we celebrate um, Filipino American history, which is in the month of October, right? So like it says, the you know, month of October entails the Filipino American history month, right? We, the historian and other chairs, especially the historian, um, basically talk about what it means to be Filipino, a bunch of the things that Filipino Americans have done for the United States of America and what they've done here to ensure equity and diversity um, happens here and all that kind of stuff. But that being said, you know, academics also falls under the educational pillar. And for me, right, we hold a bunch of different educational outreach um, things, such as um, Filipino Day, which brings in a whole bunch of Filipino American or Filipino uh, students, high school students from all across Washington. But if you know, if you want to be cool too, we also have a, a international Canadian coming to our last uh, Filipino day. So that we go. basically we allow high school students to come to the University of Washington and explore what it means to be Filipino American. The academic chair also um, holds Filipino graduation, which all, every single undergrad or graduate student that is, that, uh, that labels himself as Filipino American comes to um, the intellectual house to see get um, their what was it, tassel? No, it was um, the Filipino soul here at the UW, right? We just give them that to them as well as like celebrate their accomplishments here at the UW. <clears throat> we also have something called Project Family, which is our high school internship program, right? We basically take around four high school interns from anywhere across Washington State to basically work on a little project that they can do for to explore what it means to be Filipino American, you know, all that type of stuff, explore what their identity is, right? Wow, that's great. Um, Grace, do you want to talk a little bit more about um, the political pillar? Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, of course. So um, the political pillar, the main officers that lead the political pillar would be our political chair and our community service chair. Our community service chair is responsible for uh, bringing awareness to community service events and opportunities that are not only important uh, to the organization like FASA, but also to the greater Seattle area. So our community service chair in the past has worked with other Filipino organizations in the area, such as NACCON or Capitan Alliance. They also will lead other community service events um, <laughs> on campus. Um, political chair serves as our representative for um, other boards on campus, such as um, ASU Dub, and they really speak as our voice to hear our concerns for what we need in RSOs. Other than that, our programming, we also have political corners where we talk about political issues that are important to the Filipino community. 
and have political committee meetings. And we also have fundraising efforts uh, for the Philippines. In our most recent uh, fundraising effort, we had a miracle minute for um, earthquake relief in the Philippines. Um, sometimes we also do mutual aid, which we did last year. So our fundraising really brings awareness to the areas where our community needs it the most. Cool. Great. Awesome. Um, since we don't have someone to actually like represent the social pillar, I, I will kind of be the one to, to talk about that, seeing that I was, again, activities share um, prior in the prior year. Um, so the activities, the social pillar is comprised of the activities share, the public re uh, relations share, and the fundraiser chair. You have different activities that are being thrown throughout the year. You have um, what is known as, we brand a lot of things as FASA blank. Um, <laughs> so we have FASA shores, the FASA barbecue, FASA formal, FASA fams, all of these FASA FASA, you know. Um, but all of these occur either, either like throughout the year, all throughout the year. So normally FASA shores is in the summer. Um, so is FASA barbecue at the end of spring into summer. Um, FASA formal is... It's kind of like prom, but in college and for RSO, that normally takes place in winter. Um, FASA fans is actually, um, it's kind of new. Uh, last year was its second year that I took on. Um, Grace uh, was actually an, an intern, a freshman intern with me on that project. It is to create a space for those um, coming into winter, those new admits coming into winter, or those who were shy in fall, um, to really like build that community with um, other members within FOSSA because it can be really daunting that first quarter to get involved. Um, I'm speaking for myself. I was a shy one who didn't really get involved until winter quarter my freshman year. Um, we have CAP or the Kuya Ati Adin program. Essentially, that is a mentorship. It has um, slowly evolved from being underneath um, the educational pillar and kind of being under the role of academics where it originally started as a mentorship program that evolved into more of a, like, a brother and sister program. It is still a mentorship program, but not necessarily in the way we think with academics. Um, it kind of felt like a tutoring mentorship program and has evolved into more of a, like, friendship and relationship building um, aspect in terms of mentorship. And then the fundraiser, the fundraising chair, um, they have what is called dog sleds. So if you are ever going to a big football game at UW and you see um, just a bunch of people driving golf carts around, um, that's what's called dog sleds. Or they also um, push the wheelchairs in um, for you. So the fundraiser chair, I said since 2000, early 2000-ish, has been the one to really, FOSS has been the one to really like drive those and like run that event. And that's how, one of the ways we build, um, or one of the ways we fundraise through FOSSA. Um, the social, political, educational, and cultural chair encompass, or not chair, but pillars encompass basically all of the chairs except for um, our executive officers. So two of them being um, Grace and Jamila. Grace being the secretary, Jamila being the vice president. Um, and that's kind of kind of all of all of the programming that FOSSA has done now and currently, and it's ever evolving. Um, 
that was a lot of me talking. So I'm going to throw it back to the people here with me and kind of ask them their student perspective on on FASA and kind of like what types of questions new incoming prospective um, members get, uh, who, who can be in FASA, who can be involved in FASA? Yeah, so that's a great question. Um, anyone can be involved in FASA. It doesn't have to, you don't have to just go to UW or be Filipino. Um, an example of this is when we did FASA FAMS last year, we opened it up to um, people who didn't just go to UW Seattle um, to really like foster connections between everyone. Um, and also um, we've had officers in the past who um, are not Filipino, but they're super involved in FASA because of its mission statement and uh, because of its programming. Um, the only thing to like uh, be aware of is to be like a quote unquote registered member. Um, you do have to be like a matriculated student of UW but if you just want to come to our events or participate in our programming, literally it can be anyone come out, see our events. Um, some of them that we mentioned before, like film night, um, things like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. With that in mind, what types of questions do you usually get from students? Um, I know that there is an RSO tabling that normally happens in September during dog days. Can you tell me a little bit about like the common questions you get asked about FASA and kind of um, your RSO in general? Yeah, I can speak about, you know, a lot of students and a lot of our members talk about how can they get more involved within our org, right? And like what uh, Chloe and Grace and Jibla said before, there's a whole bunch of programs that y'all can be a part of. For instance, if you want to be a more of a mentor, we can always sign up to be one of our core leaders for um, Project Family, either being a lead mentor, like in charge of a whole bunch, a whole cohort of high school students. For, and if you want to be more involved within the community, the Community Service Center is always looking for volunteers to find um, people to basically help out the community here within Seattle, as well as, you know, you can join CAP to find your little special queen or active or be one of those queen artists and be in charge of an adding or a little. You can also be a part of our Filipino dance club if you want to explore more of what it means to dance and celebrate our own culture through dance, right? Yeah. So like you have any other things about involvement. Oh yeah, and also another way of being involved is being could be an officer we have elections every may for the next board and we currently have 12 officer positions starting from exact with president vice president secretary treasurer and then with our committee chairs of academics activities community service cultural fundraising historian political, public creation, public creation, relations, and sayout coordinator. And yeah, these are really hands-on, hands-on involvement. We'd love to, um, and any, as long as you've been a member for at least two weeks in FASA, anyone, anyone could run. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so if I wanted to get involved or a prospective member would want to get involved, how would I know when you meet? How would I, how would I know where to find you? That's a great question. And I'm glad that you asked that. 
Um, so we uh, meet every other Thursday, 5 to 7 or 6 to 8 p.m. It usually just depends on the week. Um, but if you are an incoming freshman um, or student in general, we do um, we will be having events at Dog Days. And then we will also be having our first general meeting in October. Um, more information about that can be found on our Instagram, which is just Fasa Sayuda um, on IG. And you can also find more information on our website, which is currently being updated. For those who are listening and who may be interested in Filipino culture, who may be Filipino-American or Filipino, um, what can they learn through Fasa? about what it means to be Filipino or what it means to be Filipino-American because I think that's important to know. Yeah, so I'm going to be a bit of a bit doing a bit more of a personal thing. When I first came into the UW or in general trying to learn more about what it means to be Filipino, right, I tended to look more into the culture, right, especially the Filipino-American culture, right? A lot of Filipino-American youth tend to be disconnected with their own culture, right? Either than you know, you know, eating lumpia or like eating a dobo or you know, eating halo halo, all that type of stuff. Right? But when you do join Filipino American Association here at UW, you get to learn more about what it means to be or your own identity as being Filipino, right? If you want to be more connected to your own roots, right? You can come through Sayao meetings, right? Learn how to dance Dinikling or like Andango Sayilo, right? can also come to our events or some of our meetings to learn more about Filipino history and Filipino politics, especially because a lot of us are born here in America. Like we tend to be disconnected to what um, what politics and what the, uh, events are happening back in you know the mainland, the Philippines, right? But being a part of the Filipino American Association can allow you to delve deeper into your, your own identity as Filipino-American. To add off of that, like Randall mentioned about Sayao, um, I think that PASA does a good job of opening up the lens of the different um, communities within, uh, within the Philippines and how many different identities there are. Like from Sayao alone, you go through the different periods that the Philippines went through, the different regions, um, because the dances are based off of different areas. Like we have more rural, dances and then we have more of the Spanish dances like the Maria, Maria Clara suite so that's something to look forward to if that's something that you're interested in um, there's also a lot of history that FASA tries to implement in its programming um, last year we did a social media project about what it means to be in the diaspora and what it means um, to be Filipino even though you may not have been to your homeland um, and I think that um, people also are um, very inclusive of if you want to learn more, especially because there's a lot of things in our Discord or in our um, in <clears throat> in our meetings where uh, people reach out and try to help you learn more about the history. Or if you want to learn Tagalog, um, people will be there to guide you every step of the way. And it's not um, confined to just one region or one definition. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, are there any things that you would want to say to new incoming students who want to get involved with an RSO or get involved with campus involvement or even just getting involved with FASA? 
Are there any tips and tricks that you as students who have transitioned from out of state, from in state and from transferring in that you want to give to others so they also have these tools that they can continue on forward with it while at their time during UW? I think one thing to really emphasize is to like make the effort to go to all um, RSO events or like any like events in particular that's happening at around UW that are um, inter or that are interested towards you or towards your hobbies. Because I know it's a little awkward at first, like going to meetings at first. But the more you push yourself, then the more like comfortable and like the more welcomed you'll start to feel. And yeah, just I think going going doesn't hurt at all. Like it's worth um. It's worth knowing like how the experience was like instead of like just missing missing out on it instead of um missing out on it by not going at all um for me i would say right try everything everything that interests you like what you said right be sure to dip your little foot into every single rso that interests you right you never know when what community you can find here to UW, right? The UW holds, what is it, over a thousand RSOs, a thousand clubs here within our little institution, right? So there's always going to be a community there for you. Um, I would just say, uh, like Jingle and Randall said, that there's a lot of different uh, communities and different programs that you can join. Like if one doesn't um, work for you, that's totally okay, because uh, the lucky thing is that there's so many different RSOs on campus. That's amazing. Um, as we are ending our conversation here together, is there anything that you would like to say to face your families, face your students, uh, anything you want them to know about FASA and kind of takeaways from from this conversation? I would say, right, Welcome to the UW, right? We're here to welcome all of y'all in to this lovely family we have at FASA. We're here to support you. If you ever need that little support pillar, right? You're always here and always have someone to look back on or watch your back, right? Yeah, we're here to love and support every single one of y'all through your journey here as freshman transfer, out of state, anything. Um, yeah, uh, to add off of that, I would just say that um, what I love a lot about PASA is the deep and rich history that it has behind it. Um, and I know uh, some people, when they um, like join PASA, they may be intimidated by uh, what a big organization it is or how much history it has. And um, it has like a, a pretty big representation. But um, I think that's um, something to love even more about it because there's constantly something to learn and there's so many people who will reach out to um, this organization and it's really nice to be a part of something that is bigger than yourself where you can help other people in the community um, and for me not just like Filipino people but like everyone in the greater Seattle community um, and also that um, even though it may seem like a really big organization there's a lot of different like smaller groups within FASA that if you really find your niche, like uh, I know that you'll like be here for a good long time. <laughs> uh, adding on to what Randall and Grace said, um, 
I think uh, one thing Fossa does a really good job of is being able to live um, or make um, shared experiences with other Filipino identifying people. And it's really an eye-opening experience. And and by joining like anything in Fossa, any event, any program, any programming, like you're adding on to like the 105 year plus of legacy that we've always instilled and we're always evolving. So whenever you come out to any FOSA event, you're, um, you're joining the legacy and you're, you're leaving your own mark on this amazing organization. Wow, thank you all. That is so incredibly awesome. But whenever we meet, um, we as in FOSA, whenever we have meetings or whenever we we interact with each other, uh, meetings in our committees, just meetings in general, uh, we like to end with what is called an isang bagsak. So an isang bagsak can be translated in various ways. It can be translated as when one falls, we all fall. Uh, The way that we in FASA take it as is one step down, one step forward. Um, Isang bagsak was first um, instilled in kind of used during the Delano rape strikes um, movement, which was Filipinos and, and Chicanos and um, going through that farm work and going through um, that movement. And um, even though there was a language barrier, there was still this this um, feeling that they had where when one falls, we all fall together. And this was kind of that togetherness for them. So it is just a big clap, a slow clap that we do. Um, sometimes you can't see it on the camera um, since it, this is an audio, but um, sometimes we like to rub our hands together and kind of do a little outro before we do this. Essentially, an isang bagsak is a slow clap with no practice, and then um, we end it with a big isang bagsak, and then we clap and woo together. Are we ready? The Husky Huddle Up podcast is a collaboration between the University of Washington first year programs and parent and family programs to provide parents and families equitable access to information in support of their students' success. The Husky Huddle Up is produced by me, Chloe Giselle, a senior in the UW Cinema and Media Studies program.